I was talking this morning with a friend who is really on the front lines of the culture war that we're in. And he was saying that he didn't choose to get involved in this. It just sort of happened. And I thought about how I got involved in this fight. And similarly, I didn't choose to get involved. I started seeing what was happening. And as I started speaking out more and more, I was I was in the fight. I was on the front lines of the battle. And for how many of us, we didn't choose to get in this battle, but the battle certainly showed up at our front door and we have no choice but to get in the fight. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Blaining Podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of America, which began as Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are an organization of like-minded ladies and gentlemen who are working to encourage, empower, and equip citizens to stand up, speak up, and take real action that can create change in your local community, your city, your state, and in America at large. You can learn more about our organization and you can join us, become a member, and get involved in the work that we're doing at conservativeladiesofamerica.com. For those of you in the state of Washington, head over to conservativeladiesofwa.com. That's conservativeladiesofwa.com. Would love for you to learn more about what we're doing and get involved in this fight. Well, I titled this episode, I Didn't Choose the Battle, The Battle Chose Me, based off of a conversation that I had with a friend this morning who is totally on the front lines of this battle and never was really involved in politics previously, like myself. And, you know, in a way, it's not even political. It is just like, if you're living in the world, this is the battle. And it doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you may fall on, whether you consider yourself a political person. Now that this uh, transgender movement, the, these trans activists have really um, overtaken our culture and our society, it's really a battle for everyone to get involved in because the target of this fight is our children. They are 100% after our children. And there's a lot going on behind the scenes that some people, if they're not really entrenched in what's going on, they may not see it and they may not be aware of truly how bad and how evil it is. But the more that you get involved in the fight, the more that you start uh, seeing what's going on, the more you'll learn about just how deep these roots of evil go. And, you know, it truly is a spiritual battle. And if you're starting to see what's going on, you really have no choice but to get in the fight. I mean, I suppose you ha- you do have a choice. You can sit it out, but you will definitely be on the wrong side of history if you choose to do so, because they are 100% after our children. And I started thinking about yesterday how we've got Dylan Mulvaney, who has been uh, working with several very large corporations to market their product. And it's really kind of a thorn in the sides of a lot of people because you have this man who's dressing up as 
most times a little girl. Uh, he did a video series on TikTok, 365 Days of Girlhood or something along those lines. And now he's making it big being a brand uh, ambassador and influencer for companies like Tampax. Uh, I saw he did a deodorant ad. Uh, we've got uh, Kate Spade, Bud Light, and there are several others I know that he has been working for, and he's making a ton of money off of this. His primary platform is TikTok, which is where the kids are. I personally don't even have a TikTok account because the whole Chinese CCP thing creeps me out and I don't even want to get started. But I do understand how the algorithm works and how the For You page and the Discover page all work. And when these kids watch, you know, one type of video, it leads their feed to being filled with similar types of videos. So the the trans movement is really using the TikTok platform to advance their agenda with the very influential, very vulnerable young people. And that is who these ads that Dylan Mulvaney is doing, that's who they're targeted to, right? Like he's doing an ad for Tampox. He's doing an ad for Tampax. That's not targeted to me or other middle-aged women uh, who actually buy the product uh, because we are not going to be influenced by a grown adult man dressing up as a little girl and acting very giddy and really stupid and basically making a mockery of women, calling a uterus a Barbie pouch. We're not going to be influenced by that. We're going to be buying the same product that we've been buying for years. And if nothing, we're just going to be irritated with this guy. And many people will repost him. And I have to admit that it drives me uh, a lot nuts to see him getting reposted on Twitter and all the different social media platforms because it is truly making him, we are helping him go viral. We are helping him get the attention. And as a parent, you probably have heard the, you know, negative attention is better than no attention, right? Kids will sometimes act up because they just want any kind of attention. And I I truly believe that Dylan and the other trans activists, which I call them Trantifa, because that's exactly what they are. They are not activists for any kind of good and moral and righteous cause. They are a terrorist organization and they will stop at nothing to get their way. And our kids see these trans influencers on social media making a ton of money. You know, it was about, I don't know, 10 years ago or so that I remember my son and my stepson would, you know, watch these YouTubers, you know, that were like gaming, watch, letting you watch them game on YouTube and they'd have a ton of followers and they'd get advertisers and, and they'd make a lot of money off of their YouTube videos. Well, the same thing is going on here. And so these little kids were emulating these YouTubers and they, you know, that was their, you know, they want to aspire to be a YouTuber when they grew up. And fortunately, uh, our kids grew out of that fantasy. But you have kids on TikTok who are seeing people like Dylan making a lot of money, getting uh, TikTok famous, Instagram famous, whatever you want to call it. And they're attracted to that. Oh, so if I dress up as a girl, if I dress up as a boy, if I do all these weird and crazy wacky things, I will get attention and I might make some money off of it. And I'll get famous, I'll get followers, I'll get likes and subscribes. And, and that's the that feeds these kids egos. And that is truly what these brands are after. 
There also is what's called a corporate equality index, which measures and holds accountable how well corporations are progressing in terms of LGBTQ agenda items. So the more that these brands do to embrace this I don't even like to include the LG, um, but the this trans agenda, the more they do, then the higher they rank on this index. And it's also tied into the ESG and the social uh, credit scoring for corporations. So we are going to continue to see more and more of this as the this agenda progresses forward so you have the social media aspect you have it starting in our schools i think it's important for everyone to understand that the purpose of government schools is not it's no longer education they are using the schools to indoctrinate your children that is the sole purpose and if you can get your kids out. I encourage you to do everything in your power to get your kids out of government schools because this is going to continue to ramp up in states like Washington, Oregon, California. The state legislatures continue to pass laws to advance the trans agenda. In Washington state this year, there were probably half a dozen laws, bills passed um, directed towards education and the whole LGBTQ inclusivity, and even so much as to compel speech. Um, There's a bill, I don't recall the details exactly, but it's like an anti-bullying bill. And, you know, if you use what they consider hate speech, Uh, then there are consequences for you. And let's be honest, truth is hate speech. If you tell the truth that there are two genders, male and female, that is hate speech. If you do not affirm and embrace whatever gender someone claims that they are, you are transphobic, homophobic, bigot, fascist, you name it, all the list of names that the left will call you. And it's really important uh, as we move forward that we be truth tellers, that we be truth seekers, and that we don't back down from this. And there are a lot of people who will oblige this transgender narrative, the vocabulary that they use, uh, even on Fox News, you know, they're calling Dylan Mulvaney she uh, because they want to make him feel good, apparently. Well, that isn't truth speaking. And it's not hate speech to call someone what they are. I'll call a person their name. You know, if Dylan's name was Shelly, I would call him Shelly. But I'm not going to call him she because he's not a she. And and we have this really infiltrating even the good people that don't agree with, with the transgender movement. They're still... Um, they're still playing along in this alternate reality. And they're playing the game because uh, in the name of inclusivity. And we need to stop doing that. We need to stop playing the game. We need to stop using their, um, their narrative. We need to stop using their vocabulary. This is part of the war. And we have to be strategic. And we have to be smart. And we have to be willing to stand up and speak out against it. Now, some people will say, you know, I'm not interested in, you know, getting in the fight. I just want to live my life. 
And I'm here to tell you that the moment is coming sooner than later where they will not leave you alone. You will not be free to live your life. Therefore, I encourage you to do whatever you can to get involved in this fight. I am encouraged every day when I see more and more people getting involved in the fight, more and more people speaking up people, you know, there's new people every day getting involved and using their voice to push back against this demonic agenda. In fact, uh, yesterday, you probably know Riley Gaines, the swimmer who uh, was beat by, um, I think it was uh, Leah Thomas, uh, took away, stole the record uh, from her. Uh, because they let a transgender person, they let a biological male swim with the females and he beat her. And she was speaking at an event in California yesterday for TPUSA. And she was ambushed uh, in the hallway on her way to go speak. And she was hit twice by a man. And they basically were holding her hostage. They were saying that they wouldn't let her go until she paid each of these people $10. And she's surrounded by this um, huge group of Trantifa. And they are violent. If you watch these people... um, I look back at the summer of 2020 here in Seattle when the whole city was overtaken by Antifa. And if you look at these trans activist people, which I don't like to call them that, they are the Antifa people with different clothes. Uh, They have the same tactics as the Antifa people, but they're worse. And I have talked to a few people who um, are really having to deal with these people very closely and, and are really engaged in kind of the sort of behind the scenes workings of these organizations, these groups of people. And they say that Trantifa is actually much worse than Antifa. And they're not sure if it's because of the the hormones that these people are jacked up on or what. But they are much more vicious. They are much more violent. They are much more dangerous. And if we don't start to speak up, these people are going to overtake even more so than they already are our society. And we will not have a chance left. Now, uh, I told you about a week ago when I was testifying in the Washington Senate committee on one of these transgender bills. And there was one of these Trantifa people that showed up to testify. And the committee chair allowed this person to testify for over five minutes, where the rest of us had 60 seconds and then got cut off. It was crystal clear that the committee members and the chair were afraid of this person. And we that's what we're seeing. We have these people in power, these Democrats that are in power that are being bullied by Trantifa. And so they are completely able to push their agenda. And so we're passing laws in states to allow this agenda to advance even further. So it's a huge, huge problem. Um, I highly encourage you uh, to follow people like Matt Walsh of The Daily Wire, James Lindsay at Conceptual James on Twitter. And I'm going to have links for all of these people uh, in the notes. There are a lot of people who are documenting what's going on. So you can really see what's happening behind the scenes. But it is not when you look at something like cute little Dylan Mulvaney and he's the little girl. um, It's not cute. It's creepy. 
But you might see that and think, oh, it's not, that's kind of harmless. I mean, it's, it's insulting and it's a mockery of women, but it really is harmless. It's not harmless. It is all part of the agenda. They are indoctrinating your kids. They are teaching your kids that this is normal, that this is the way. It is exactly what happens in communist China. This is a Marxist agenda and it is very much in our communities and it is activated and they are pushing this agenda through and they are very calculated and strategic. And if we don't all step up and do our part, get in the battle. (laughs) I know you didn't choose this, but we don't have a choice. And I think we would all agree that we want to spare our kids from this very evil agenda. It is Good Friday and it's a perfect time to remind you all that Jesus has already won the victory. We know how this thing ends. That doesn't make it feel good to be in this fight and to see what is happening to our country and to our world and seeing our children be the target. It's very painful. Uh, It's definitely uh, an interesting time to be alive. It's, It's truly biblical stuff that we are experiencing and that we have an opportunity to be a part of. And God calls us all to do something. We need to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Jesus isn't calling us to just sit back and do nothing and wait for him. He is calling us to be in this fight, to be the fight for good against these evil forces. And so I would just encourage you to think about this, pray about this. How can you make an impact in your local circle? What can you do to bring truth to your family, to your community? I, how large is your circle? I don't know. For some of us, it's it's bigger than others. And, and, you know, obviously the most important circle is your immediate family. And of course, that spans out to, to your friends too. So I want you to think about it and pray about it and see how you can get in the fight because the battle is here. And most of us didn't choose to get involved, but I do feel that we have a responsibility to get in this battle. And I do believe that we have a duty and responsibility to be warriors for truth. And I hope that you'll join me in this battle. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I would love it if you would share it and rate it and like it and subscribe, of course. And I look forward to chatting with you again next time. 